Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because especially if you happen to listen into a few episodes back about two weeks ago on Monday, I talked about this conversation that I had at this business mastermind that I'm a part of with a beautiful new friend of mine. Her name is Erin Nicole Porter, and she is a spiritual business coach, but we're actually not talking about business. We're talking about all of her other skill sets that I think are going to be so supportive for you. She is a master practitioner. She's a trainer in NLP. She's a breathwork facilitator. She knows all about adult attachment repair model, like as a therapist. She is also the host of the Energetics of Business podcast. This woman is a wealth of knowledge, and I would say she's on the quote-unquote woo side, Um, but really what I'm learning more about this woo side is essentially how to support yourself because what got you here is not going to take you there in your life, your career, your relationship, your business. It's really about intuitively understanding, like, what are you operating from? Do you have some trauma in your past? Or do you have some, you know, an inner child in you that needs to be paid more attention to? So I think this is going to be a very transformative conversation for you. I cannot even wait to hear your feedback. So without further ado, let's dive into the show where we talk all about inner child and burnout and reparenting and all of this juicy stuff. You're going to love it. Erin, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. Okay, so you're kind of all the rage in this podcast community for <laughs> for women that listened into the episode that I released. Let's see, it was like a week and a half ago. If they're listening to this in real time, I mentioned how you and I met at a mastermind mm-hmm. that we're both a part of and how you started asking me some questions about my inner child. And I was like, what the, what the F is this? And I, I mean, of course I was aware of what it was, but the way that you asked it and the way that it resonated with me, how much it just like intuitively had something click in my head has drastically impacted me so much so that I will remember this conversation. And I've talked to Sina about this 800 million times since this happened. So to say I'm excited to have you on the show, and I think a lot of people are going to resonate with you, is a drastic understatement. So I'm happy you're here. Um, But for people that don't know, I would love if you could just give a little bit of a high-level overview. Like, how did you even get to this place where you have a business where we're helping people with this? And of course, then we're going to dig into like, what is inner child and talk about burnout and all these beautiful things, but how the hell did you get here? Give us your backstory. (laughs) Yeah. So when I was in grad school in education world, you know, I hit a lot of burnout. We are very much praised for how much you could do during your internships and working full time. And I mean, there'd be days I'd go from 7am to midnight, loving what I did, but just feeling like I always had to be 
you know, going and doing and kind of fast forward. I found out I'm like, oh, okay, I can launch my own courses and programs. I've been doing network marketing and I met somebody in a mastermind that I was in back then, like first program that I had ever taken. And we swapped health coaching at the time for relationship coaching And I was in a six-year relationship, wanted to work on healing throughout that and bringing more intimacy in. And she asked me this question. She said, Erin, who did you have to earn more love from growing up? You know, is it your mom or your dad? And what did you have to do to earn that love? I just started sobbing immediately. I was like, what? Why are we talking about this in a relationship thing? I thought you were going (laughs) to help me heal, heal my relationship. And that just opened it up and it opened it up because I kept searching for more and more strategy, like in my business and the how, and what I really found out was it was all this internal pieces that were holding me back from the next level and, you know, in relationship and business and everything. And so that opened up my rabbit hole and down I went into all of the the stuff. (laughs) Well, it's beautiful too, because I think a lot of women listening into this are in seasons of transition or they're trying to listen to what for a lot of us comes up very intuitively of like, I need to make a change. I need to make this, you know, like I need to work on this aspect of my life or I'm doing something that no longer feels aligned or I finally need to start that thing. And I think it's beautiful that you kind of let your own curiosity and passion kind of guide you in this direction that now you've built this ridiculously successful business that has all sorts of different components to it. And you're serving people in a way that feels so aligned, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure, and I want to just touch on this before we get into the inner child stuff. I'm sure along the way, there was probably seasons where you're like, what the hell am I doing? Am I ever going to figure this out? What's wrong? You know, like those things that come up. So can you speak a little bit to even just the transition of network marketing into building your own business into trying to figure out programs and certifications and all this stuff that you've done? How do you support yourself? Like, how did you navigate all of those twists and turns? Yeah, such a good question. I think the biggest thing that I had to realize along the way is that it wasn't going to be perfect. And the part of me so badly that wanted to not even have it perfect, but always look like I always had it all together. That was my superpower. If I had it all together, I knew I you know, could help people and do all of this. And I had to really give that up because it was so much of my identity. And, and once I was able to do that, the pivots became less overwhelming and less like hard on my system because I just started to trust more and trust myself more and just throw it out there and bring in that curiosity, like you said, rather than having this super tight grip on this next thing or the way that it was supposed to look. And so that permission for myself, like changed everything in that moment. Oh yeah. And it's, it's beautiful because you can connect with people on such a deeper level because for example, and we'll talk about this with the burnout, like you understand what it feels like for you to be in that situation. So when people come to you, you're like, I've been there, girl, like Mm -hmm. I can really support you because I understand from my own experience how that felt for me. And you might connect with this too. And I think sometimes, you know, maybe just a woman that's listening into this right now that you're in a tough season in your life. It's reminding yourself that yes, it's so difficult when you're in it, but that might be the very thing. The problem that you learn how to fix for yourself is the problem that then you help other people, whether that's in your close friends, your community, or you end up starting a business like you did, Aaron, you know, where you're impacting so many people from the thing that you probably wished away while you were in it, totally. you know, so that's just beautiful. Okay. 
Now, I just want to like get straight to the juice. Like, what is inner child? Like, for because I ask even people on Instagram, and I always like to get a good pulse on the listener community here. And a lot of people were familiar with this concept; they've heard about it, but they're like, "What does that actually mean? Like, what is my inner child?" So, can you kind of give like a a basic level overview of like what is this? Where does this all come from? Yeah. So, it, you know, inside of you, you have what I like to call, and what a lot of therapists will call, you know, parts of you. And all of these parts of you are like little versions of you. And so within inner child healing, we still have these parts of us that are still operating like they are two years old, three years old in the womb, wherever they're at on their journey. And what happened is, is they got their needs met in a certain way growing up or at that time in life. And so what they're doing is they're still operating right now from that lens. So it's not always you that's running your business or you that's in your relationship. A lot of the times it's a wounded part of you or part that's got to kind of go on her growing up journey that is operating through all of this. And so, you know, we might feel triggered from something or we might not feel like we're getting met in a certain way. And so if you want to just think about it, like think of like a little version of you hanging out inside of your system and she's kind of going throughout the day, going throughout life with all of these different thoughts and responses and needs that she didn't get met in the way that she needed to get met growing up. And so in the healing version of it, it's starting to meet her needs, be there for her, become that parent that she needed. And not that we, you know, had, um, you know, bad parents or anything like that. They did the best they could with what they knew, but we have to learn like attunement and how to hold her differently. So that's kind of like bigger level overview of it. I love that. So when you're talking with people, like, how did you, I mean, you can honestly even use me as an example, like, or whatever of like, when you're talking with people, how do you even get to what is going on with them internally? Because you are kind of a magician. Like I've like texted you and be like, you're a unicorn. Like, how do you, how do you get to, cause you can do it on such a deep way. Um, how do you, how does someone even understand where they're like, okay, I understand the concept, Aaron, but what that, like, how do I know what I need? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, when I, how I see it is one kind of through like energy. And so that might not make a conscious sense if you're listening to this, but I can kind of track the responses. And so when I see someone showing up or if I see a belief or something that's holding them back, most of the time we can pinpoint it back to that little person and seeing how they are operating or how they're going through life. And so even just through the questioning of, okay, you know, I'm no noticing right now in my, in myself, in my body, how am I feeling? So even if I pause right here and I go in, you know, I notice there's a, a part of me that feels excited, a little nervous, one that wants to like toggle up to her head a little bit. And, it, and it's kind of like a little static background stories that are running. And when you just kind of bring in this like compassionate witness to explore with her, something comes up or something comes through. And so once I kind of go through that process of like, okay, you know, what's coming up for her, she's feeling a little overwhelmed. She's feeling excited. She's feeling scared, whatever that is. I can even just kind of come into her and ask her, you know, what, what are you needing in this moment? Like, how can I support you? Mm -hmm. And just taking that pause. I mean, it can be a longer process, but I think just sometimes that quick, of just meeting that need is huge. And so if you're listening to this, you can take a pause, 
kind of just notice what you're feeling or what's coming up for you in your body and your thought process. Take a pause, be with it, and then just ask it what it needs. Mm-hmm. It's so simple yet so earth shattering if you actually do it. Because I think, you know, to the point with burnout, which is obviously what kind of got you into this too, is we're running so quickly and we're constantly thinking about what's next. And like, you know, how much is habit, like what 50% more or more of what we do is just this constant habit where we're running on fumes. Often Mm -hmm. a lot of people that listen into this podcast also have people pleasing tendencies and they're also very ambitious. So they've got big goals and things that they want to go after. So it's like, just taking a second to literally ask yourself how you're doing. It sounds so freaking simple, yet it's literally the beginning of this, right? To really like tap into what you actually need to support yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're, we're running, you know, most of our lives, unless you've done a lot of processing work in a trauma response. And our mm-hmm. trauma responses have gotten us far because they have a lot of protection mechanisms, coping strategies, overwhelm strategies. And that's all we've known. Like I, I only knew up until whatever age I started doing this healing work, how to go, 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 and never stop and never slow down. It kept me safe. Mm-hmm. So why would my body want to stop doing what kept me safe and what kept me going? But I realized I couldn't keep going at that rate. And, you know, for a lot of people who have a lot of big goals and aspirations and they want more for their life, that fear of actually being and not doing and slowing down is terrifying for the system. Our unconscious is 99.994%. Only 0.006% is your conscious brain. So whatever's operating in here, whatever story is being told, that's what you're seeing out here. Yeah. So what are some of the common trauma responses that people are like acting from? Like, what are some of the things that you see come up for a lot of your clients? Yeah. So it can kind of range, you know, there's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Those are, I think the typical ones that, that people know of. Um, so fawning might be more people pleasing, uh, you know, making sure everybody else is good. Everybody's happy. Just kind of, you know, think of it like a possum, like, you know, just kind of fawns and, uh, you know, wants to make everybody, everybody else happy. I see a lot of people that will also freeze where they're like, I I don't know what to do. I can't move forward. I can't take that action. And their system literally just kind of holds it all together. Um, Fighting can be a little bit more kind of like that hustle, that raw, like, here we go. And then the flight's going to be more like workaholic, like go, 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 do all the things. I mean, those are very, very brief overviews. Um, But I see a lot of that, you know, where it's the fear so much of slowing down or Mm -hmm. being and what is or isn't going to happen because of that. Or if I'm not making everybody happy or if I'm not constantly achieving the next thing, or if, uh, if I slow down, will everything fall apart? A lot of it comes within just go, go, go. And then finding more peace and like being and honestly presence and say those are like the main ones. Yeah. It's so interesting because I'm sure people listening into this can attest with like, oh, wait, that feels like that comes up for me the most. So when that does come up and we start to be more aware of it, what do we even do to start working on not not like acting from that trauma response? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the first beautiful thing is awareness. So if you're aware, like, oh, I'm noticing myself really wanting to people please right now, and I'm, I'm in that pattern, bring your awareness to it. 
And then try to look at it from the lens of like compassion versus judgment. Because there's going to be a part that wants to go, oh, crap, I'm like doing this thing. And like, I shouldn't be doing this because I listened to this thing. And they're saying, you know, the story (laughs) is going to start to come on. And so bring your awareness. Like I always say, you know, I'm noticing that I'm wanting to do X, Y, Z. And then I bring a loving, curious, kind of like little observer that kind of sits over here. And she's like, okay, I notice that you're doing this and that's okay. Again, what, what is it that you need? Or how can I support you? And I'm just asking these like little questions to myself. And I'm noticing where they're at in my, in my body. Because a lot of the times what happens when we start to do this work you know, we can't think our way out of how we're feeling. We can try, we can try a lot. But the thing is, is like, we've spent our entire life shoving down emotions and shoving everything in. And so some things aren't going to make conscious sense. You might not know why your heart's racing right now. And if you try to attach logical meaning of it, you're going to loop a little bit. So even pausing and just being with the sensation that pops up while you're kind of exploring all of this is so helpful because some of it's more um, like implicit memory, body-based memories that we have that aren't going to make sense to your conscious mind. Yeah, especially if you are a thinker Mm -hmm. where you've convinced yourself. And, you know, this, I think, was what really drew this to my own awareness after having this conversation with you and really thinking about it. Cause you know, we know how self-confirming bias like kicks in where essentially once you decide something and you know that it's aligned, then all you could look for all this evidence to prove it to be true. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is how this is coming up for me in this area and in my relationship and my business. And you and I had this conversation that I was like building my business from this like wound essentially of like, you know, and we can talk about that. Cause I think it's actually really powerful to hear a transparent conversation about even someone else's experience. So you can find yourself in this story. Um, But once it is brought to your awareness, then you can start to think of all of the times where you see it coming up. And when you're doing it from this compassionate lens, it just feels so much better in your body where I'm like, Oh, I noticed that I'm, trying to say that I can do this all on my own and I'm, I'm living with these. And maybe you can speak to this. You can use me as like an example, right? Of like, I notice that sometimes I have these more comfortable emotions that I can operate at those emotions of excitement or just pure like joy. And I'm used to those emotions versus the emotions that feel heavier to me. I want to just just rush through them, like flight through them or whatever, like, or like just get out of it. And it's because of that, like wanting to do it on my own. Right. Mm -hmm. So can we, can we talk about that in general? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think you brought up a really good point of sometimes we don't want to feel those things. And that's, that's probably been a gift for you your entire life, because if you had, if you had to sit and feel those things, something, you know, bad might've happened, or you might not have been able to care for yourself in the way that you needed to. And so we have to look at some of the, the things that we've done as our protectors, as our superhero powers, because they've gotten us to this point. But if we want to go to the next point, something's got to like change from a new foundation here. 
and we'll avoid those emotions a lot of the times because they're heavy and they're tough. And we as humans, we want to avoid discomfort. We want to avoid the discomfort of not getting the goal or the thing that we want. And we want to avoid the discomfort of actually being with what happens. And when we do that, though, it starts to just kind of store and metabolize in our body. And at some point, it's like we have, it's like when you, I don't know, I did this as a child, I like shove everything in my closet when my mom was like, you know, is your room clean? At some point, you know, like the closet door begins to open and you have to start to look at those things and be with them. Otherwise, they just get kind of trapped in here and then they're not moving out like they need to. So then you can have more liberation, more freedom, more space, more trust, more ease, whatever it is that that you want. Yeah. Girl, I hope you are loving this conversation with Erin. I just wanted to pop in here real quick because I know some of you, maybe you, might be podcasters yourself. Maybe you launched your show and you've been at it for a while and you're like, you know what? I'm ready to take this to the next level. I want to create even more of a community around my show or I really want to monetize this thing. If so, I have an amazing program that I'm so excited to share with you, which is called Amplified. This is the only program that I have that I actually get to work with you one-on-one. So we kick off the program with a one-on-one podcast audit where we jump on a Zoom call and I come up with a customized game plan for you of specific things that you can do right away to take your show to the next level. And we get a lot of clarity around like, what's the purpose of your show? Who it is that you're most excited to serve? But also, how do you want to serve them? What products or programs or events or services do you want to create for your community? And where are we actually taking them? Like, what's the vision a year or two from now? There also is a component that has self-paced curriculum that you can go through. Lots of cool downloadables, a ton of information that's going to be super supportive for you. We jump on another call to really make sure that you know exactly what you need to do to take it to the next level. And more importantly, you know why you want to do that and how you're going to do it in a way that's super fun and fulfilling. And after we wrap up that one-on-one component, we move you into our Amplified grad group, which is where you get plugged in with other podcasters that were also ready to take it to the next level. They're in pursuit of that next level. They're making moves, right? They want to grow businesses and communities around their show. So it's a lot of opportunity for cross-promotion and collaboration, but also I bring in guest speakers and we do fun things in that community just to keep you plugged in to an ecosystem of women that get it. So if you are interested in more details, remember you have to be an existing podcaster that loves podcasting, that wants to take it to the next level to grow and monetize to be part of this program. Um, I want you to text the word amplified to 512-548-548. 2728. Again, text AMPLIFIED to 512-548-2728 so we can chat a little bit more about your show and if it would be a good fit for you and I can get you some more details. Now, without further ado, let's dive back into this juicy conversation with Aaron. It's actually so interesting because when you've been telling yourself a story for such a long time, it's like, obviously our brain likes to stay in these familiar thought patterns. Cause to your point, like we don't want to be uncomfortable and change also means loss, loss of the familiar of what you already knew that you were comfortable with. So even when you recognize, oh, this is something that's actually driving a lot of my decisions, this like wound from, you know, my childhood, this like inner child that needs to be seen more and just appreciated and loved more and heard more. When you start to recognize that, it's almost like then you're giving up what, to your point, has worked to get you to this point. Mm-hmm. And, and you're having to trust yourself that 
you then can support that little girl in you, right? So can we talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like that was an interesting click for me where I was like, I have to trust myself that this is coming up for me now. And for me, it was really this very transparent like realization after chatting with you of, I have fully honestly shown up as myself up until this point until I'm realizing like there is this part of me that has been telling myself this story that I believe to be true of I, I can do it on my own and I'm showing examples of uh, I can let he help or let people help support me. And like, I can ask for help. Like I don't struggle with asking for help, but I, I was asking for help with things that I knew that if that person didn't show up, mm-hmm. I could still do it. So it sounds good. And on paper, it would make sense. And to me, I literally believed that I was actually asking for help. But in reality, like, you know, we talked about it's, you know, even with bringing on my best friend, Jackie, who works for me, I knew at prior that even if for some reason she didn't show up to do her job, which she never has, but like she always shows up, but even if she didn't, that I could still show up and do her job too. Mm -hmm. So I had cognitively this like, well, see, look at me, I'm outsourcing. Look at me, I'm asking for help. But until I really brought like to my own awareness of I'm operating my business from this place that I still truly think that I have to do it all on my own, that I'm never going to be able to get out of that. Mm -hmm. So I think it was almost like for me, it felt like it was a kind of like a, a leap in my brain and you'll be able to say this in a much better way, but like kind of like a leap in my brain to say, you've got to trust that this came to your, you know, more conscious awareness at the time in your life that you can handle it. Right. So how do you like coach people through that? Because I feel like there is a lot of trust that you have to have in yourself that you can figure out what to do with this new awareness that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think the big thing within that too, is like the, it it comes with this like level of vulnerability and this level of openness. So you, you realize, okay, well, I can let people into this point, but I have a lot of control of, you know, if Mm -hmm. I'll lose a lot of control, that's like the story. If I fully let people in, because what if they hurt me? What if they leave? And it it fulfills that kind of prophecy of like, I have to, you know, I have to do it by myself because that's, you know, what you, you know, knew a lot throughout, throughout life. Or if you're listening to this and you resonate what you've had to deal with. And I did the same thing, you know, I'd start to like outsource, like bring people in, but I had this fear of really opening my system and opening myself up to let others hold me because of the control, because of the protection, because I always had to do it. And so kind of on like a little topic of like of receiving here, we receive from ourself. So self to self, we receive self to other. So like someone else is holding me and supporting, we receive self from source or God spirit, whatever you connect with and self to group. And everybody's going to have different edges. So like for me, I know I can receive from self because I spent my entire life being very self-reliant. I know I got me at the end of the day, but I think they're very similar receiving from another was an edge because I had to actually let somebody in and see all the parts of me and open them up to hold me in relationship and life groups are definitely a big edge. I'm still working. And we, we talked about this at the mastermind of letting a big group of people really hold me and, and be in that space. And also, you know, your, your connection with source or, or whatever. And so um, I think that that's also helpful to know because you can kind of even reflect now in this moment and say, okay, what does feel easier for me? And where, what's kind of like my edge point, like what can I let people in or let them hold me and until this point, but at this point, there's something there. 
And that's where you bring the curiosity. So it's like, okay, why can't I only let people in from this point? What fear, what protection comes up? Can I trust them? Are they going to leave? You know, whatever the story is, that's where you know where your work lies next. Mm-hmm. It's so helpful for people to have it explained that way, right? Like the, I, this is why I love your brain. I just love your brain and how you actually express things because you do it in a way where the focus is always compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a lot of this, like this masculine energy of like, go, 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 like hustle through it. And, and full transparency, you do need to work hard and hustle in certain seasons, but you can do it in an aligned, compassionate way always, No matter how big the goal is, no matter what season of life you're in, you always can come from this place of, you know, when I catch myself having this come up, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like, I like, I'm like saying that to myself out loud, which sounds really weird, but I'm like, that's cute. Look at you being, being a human. And you're like, you're, you're trying to like do this thing. And you know that you need to support yourself and come from a loving place. Like it can feel that way. Mm -hmm. It, It can still be hard because it's new and your brain is now having to come up with new thought patterns and in turn habits and just ways that you show up, but it can feel so compassionate. Mm-hmm. And I think so often, especially as women, like we beat ourselves up about this. Like, obviously I'm hoping that every single person listening into this, that you're getting from this, like you can get more awareness of what might be holding you back, but still do it in a loving place where you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Now I know what I can focus on first. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I think this, this will land with people. It's like, you can't, achieve your way through your healing journey. It's not like this, like, okay, I get it. You know, I get an A, I get to the next thing. It's like, you need both the, like, let's say like divine mother and divine father. You need that love and that warmth and that compassion for yourself because we are so freaking hard on ourselves and we can dig ourselves into that place. And you need like divine father wisdom, which is like boundaries and moving forward and and that, and you have to kind of let them both come together and be with them. So then that way you do have both because otherwise people go way too over feminine or way too over in the masculine. It's like, yeah, you, you do, you do need both, but don't make the the journey of your way there of like this, like, okay, I got to achieve now. I'm, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I did that. I did that. That's why I always I'm like, we always, we all be wary of that. <laughs> It's so funny because Cena, like he, you know, is an Enneagram three achiever type of person. So like, he was like, oh, I feel like I'm really like crushing being a better three. And I'm like, dude, that's not like, you, like that can't like be the best at being a better, but like, oh my God. Okay. What are we doing here? Uh, I love this though. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about burnout mm-hmm. because there are definitely women listening into this that are just like freaking burnt out. Like if they're, they, and that's coming up, they're like, yep, raises my hand. Like they're right now, they're like in the shower, like, ah, it's me. It's me. How do we, what do we even do? Like, what do we do when we're feeling burnt out? Yeah. How have you supported yourself? And yeah, give us some juice. First thing I really had to do is I had to admit that I was tired and I was burnt out because there was a part of me that did not want to go there. I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I got it. Like, you know, I've, I've been achieving things since I was like five years old. Um, I think when I was, I was five, I had this goal. I wanted to like ride my bike without training wheels. I wanted to be able to blow bubble gum and tie my shoes before kindergarten. So I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't even conscious that from five to I think probably 27 at the time I was where I was just in this operating mode. And I was like, I'm not tired. I'm good. I can do everything. And so the first thing that you have to do is actually have like a come to, you know, I would say like a come to Aaron moment with yourself yeah. <laughs> and say, oh, you know what? Like I actually am tired and I actually am burnt out. 
And the first, that piece of it, presencing something like that is so healing in itself because you're actually admitting and listening to your body that something here is can't go on the way that it's going on. And then you can go on your exploration journey of, you know, what is it that I need to let go of? Where do I need to tighten up boundaries? Where is it that I need to, you know, have some deeper conversations? What And you can kind of explore from that place, but just presencing the, like admitting to yourself that you are, is your first step that you have to do. Cause there's going to be a part that is not going to want to go there as well. Yeah. Well, and because as humans, we're meaning creating machines, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel like we then connect of, oh, I'm burnt out or I'm tired. When we say that, we make it this statement, like I can't handle things, like I'm not capable. And then it turns into this negative downward spiral that you're like ugly crying on your bathroom floor because you're like, I'm not worthy. I can't do this. This is so stupid. Why do I even change? Like, and make it mean something big. It's just like, this is part of the human experience is learning what are the boundaries that you need to have in place in this season in your life, which might look different than another season. And also like, how do I need to support myself now? Because I don't know about you if you ever struggle with this, but for me, I don't struggle as often with comparing myself to other people. What I used to struggle with is comparing myself to a prior version of myself when the circumstances were different, Yeah. right? And so it's like, what do you actually need now to help support you if you're feeling burned out? And how can you make that not mean something about you that you have determined is negative, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, we got into burnout because we're operating from up here. I'm pointing to my mind if you're listening to it. We we don't normally hit burnout from listening to to our body. And so you have, you have to drop out of here because again, we can make anything mean anything and we can go down a rabbit hole of why we feel this way or what it's connected to within our child. But the change isn't going to happen up here in the mind. It's the change is going to happen when you're actually with the feeling and the emotion and the sensation of, wow, like I'm really tired or I'm hitting that burnout because you're going to want to overthink it. And so try to be more with the sensation of it than all the little thoughts that are popping up with it. Yeah. If So if you're sitting with someone right now and she said to you, like, Erin, I am burned out. I am so overwhelmed, like, but I really want to reach this goal and I really want to build this life that I'm obsessed with. Like, where do you start with that person where she like, she's telling you, she's like, I'm willing to admit it now, Mm -hmm. but like, what the hell do I do from here? Because I'm like, I don't even know where to go or I don't have anyone that gets it. Right. Like, what would you say to her? Yeah, I'd say, you know, you can start to go down like the self-coaching path in it. And so the first piece of that is really bringing like empathy and validation to yourself. So if, I'm, if, if you would share that with me and I just tried to like, you know, go right into the process of everything, your system's going to be like, no, no, no. So do this with your yourself, like hear yourself from your heart center. Like, wow, like, you know, I, I can hear that you must feel like you're feeling really overwhelmed and that um, there's a lot going on for you. You know, I'm not saying anything that you're not saying, but that just that validation back into it versus trying to get you to think elsewhere. And starting with that, I would say would be the first piece of just being with and bringing in empathy and validation. And the second piece is just like honoring that. So sit, sit with it after you say it before you try to go and think differently or try to explore whatever and see what comes up for you there. Like, are you scared? Are you fearful of slowing down? Are you um, feeling overwhelmed with even the thought of that? 
because then you can start to see what you need from that place. So if I'm like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I start to sit with the sensation of being overwhelmed in my body, the thing is, is we'll try to outrun that overwhelm. Like, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to be with it, which is, you know, helpful even if you can kind of co-regulate or be with somebody while you're, while you're experiencing this and while you're exploring it, because it'll, it'll help. Um, But bring in the empathy and the validation, be with the sensation of it start to repair in it, ask it for what it needs and then marinate in whatever that sensation is. I do this all, all day long. Like that's kind of like <laughs> the little like four step process of, of exploring it that you can do with yourself. Yeah. Okay. So when you say marinate in the sensation, I love the, just the terminology of that, but what is that? Like, what does that mean to like sit in it and kind of let yourself like, I guess that marinate, like I'm thinking of like a chicken, like marinating your chicken, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like sit in this. And, and is that like where you come in of like being cautious not to judge yourself of it? Yeah. Or like, like what are the things that come up in, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird, but like what are the things that come up in the marination stage? Because I feel like a lot of people w- might struggle with that part. I know for me, I was like, oh, I got all this stuff until you got to the marinate part where I was like, I don't want to marinate in this like that. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm, it's real and obviously something that I'm consciously working on, but I think that's probably where a lot of people struggle is Mm -hmm. in that point. So what comes up? Cause I know for me, what comes up is like, this doesn't feel fun for me. I need to escape this as quickly as possible, which is just who, who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can reframe it so quickly in my head, but to your point, your head is not going to fix it. Is your body's going to eventually just going to keep coming up and it's going to turn into like rashes, stress rashes or something. Right. Until you listen. But What's helpful in the marination stage? <laughs> I'm just thinking like a little chicken in my head. Um, okay, so we have the being with part when it's like, let's say the discomfort sensation and we have the marinating where we're being with the goodness. When you're marinating in the discomfort piece of it first, the, it, you're exactly right. It's not going to feel good. And that's where yeah. you're going to have to like just allow and love whatever comes up. Like, okay, I'm noticing I want to run. Or I'm noticing, or I'm feeling that I, I don't want to do this. It will pop. It's like reframing a belief. Like you, when you're with it, what happens is it'll start to dissolve. And so just allow in that place, whatever sensations, whatever thoughts, whatever feelings are coming through. And you'll start to work up a capacity to be able to hold it more and more. It's like when you're exercising, the more that you do it, the more easier it will be. When you're first doing this, it's going to be uncomfortable because you're used to running away from those discomforting things. And so you're not going to live there. You're not going to stay there forever. That might also be something to help, but just keep allowing it. Like I, you know, I'm I'm still right. Like I always even say to myself, like I'm still right here with you because it can be scary to be with it. And then on the flip side of it, like once that's began to process and once you're starting to meet the need. So maybe in that moment, what I ask myself is, you know, what are, what are you needing in this moment? And maybe um, I'm needing to feel support. So I start to bring in the energy of support into my body. Like I'm just feeling like that frequency of support. Mm-hmm. And that's starting to also help the discomfort because I'm actually meeting the need here. And so then I start to marinate in the feeling of support and I start to increase my capacity to be able to hold good things too. Yeah. That's kind of the the process. You kind of like go on this little like back and forth, like titration journey with it. 
Uh, it's so beautiful too, because it's that full contrast of being human. You know, I have so many people that message me that are like, Keisha, like I would love to be as happy and as excited as you are all the time. And I'm like, I don't actually, even though it's hard to sit in it, like, I don't want to be happy all the time. Like that's not really getting to have the full experience here because you learn so much about yourself. You learn that you can support yourself, but you also just learn so much when you're navigating through like the mucky, like shit that's coming up, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I love that season too, even though my tendency, and I think a lot of people's tendency is to just be like, Oh, I don't like this. Like, let me run away and pretend like this doesn't bug me and just shove it down. But you can only shove it down for so long because you know if you're shoving it down. Mm -hmm. And eventually, to your point, you know, a few minutes ago of like, it won't get you there because it did work to get you to this point. But now it's coming from this compassionate lens of like, let's support ourselves to get to an even more aligned place that feels even better. Mm -hmm. Less about looking better. Who gives a shit about that? Because you're the one that gets to live with yourself for every single moment of every single day for the rest of your life. So like make that a good place to be, you know? So I love this. Okay. What's like one other tactical thing that you feel has been helpful for yourself or for clients that might be helpful for the women listening into this? Yeah. So I take um, two little go-tos I have for regulating kind of my nervous system and, and holding myself throughout the day is both EFT, so emotional freedom techniques known as tapping, and of mm-hmm. course, breath work. Because breath work helps you get out of the mind and it helps you get into the body and having both of those things that I know I can always go to, even if it's 10 big, deep breaths into the nose, out through the mouth. And it just helps me begin to calm and regulate, especially when my mind starts to spin or go, it just drops all of that and it brings me into presence and, you know, tapping. I mean, there's videos all, all, all out there about it, but when you're tapping on certain meridian points that are in, you know, ancient Chinese medicine connected to different pathways and meridians and parts in your body, you're moving somatically everything that's happening. And so I always go a little bit more on the somatic based modalities or body based ones, because it's mm-hmm. great for people that spend most of their time up here in their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so helpful. Gosh, you're such a gift. I just love, I just like want to squeeze you all the time. I just love you. Like you're so great. Okay. So can you tell people like some of, some people are going to be like, I need to like get more from her. Like right now, like I need more from her. So where can they find you? Tell them about your podcast. Tell them about anything. Give them all, everything, Erin. Tell them. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty much Erin Nicole coaching everywhere you go. Instagram, website, all of that. Um, I'm going to give you all a little mini program that has some tapping and some breath work. And so we'll, we'll, we'll link that up. So you can actually have um, things to help you process and, and go through the, this work. So that'll be really helpful. Um, and then I also have a coaching certification where I train people how to do all of these techniques and modalities. So that's kind of my, my blend there. You have a boss business helping so, cause like, it's so cool to just hear. I'm so excited to just get to know more, even about your business and everything that you're doing in the world, because you're supporting yourself, you're supporting your clients, but then you're teaching the teachers how to teach this, which I think is one of the most beautiful things to make massive waves of impact in the world. Because to your point, so many of us, myself included, have the natural tendency to go to your head to process through things. And it's like, can you imagine a world where people 
are just more intuitively tapping into their body and that like inner knowing and supporting this like inner child, which sounds so like, it's funny because there are some people that did get themselves to listen into this episode that probably had a preconceived notion of like, what the hell is this inner child like woo woo shit? And they're probably like, wait, this makes freaking sense, right? Mm -hmm. So thank you, Erin, so much for being here, for your friendship, for your help for me and now the thousands of women that you just impacted. You're awesome. If you resonate with this episode, please take us on Instagram so we can make sure that um, Erin gets all the love and appreciation. You're awesome. Thank Thank you so much, girl. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like, send it to her right now. Or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.